You're listening to the LP Solutions Podcast, co-hosted by ORC insider Christopher McGordy and security consultant Don Carr, taking deep dives into all things organized retail crime, security, and law enforcement. Join us every Friday for a new episode as we explore informative topics and have insightful guest interviews. Thanks for joining us for episode seven on the LP Solutions Podcast. I'm your co-host, Don Carr, with Security Industry Consultants. And I'm your co-host, Chris McGurdy, with Naoka Worldwide. Welcome to the program. So today's great, right? We have a very special guest interview here with Hiren from uh, Vision. They pronounce it Vision, but it's spelled V-E-E-S-I-O-N. Vision, very cool company that has a pretty unique solution when it comes to tackling organized retail crime, kind of at its core, right? So we're excited uh, to have this guest on the program. Iron, thanks for joining us on the program. Hey, thanks for having me, Don and Chris. Really happy to be here and excited. Our pleasure. So you just went to NRF last week, uh, Cleveland, Ohio. That, that's that, that's pretty it. awesome. I know, you guys, <laughs> <laughs> I know your guys' booth was buzzing over there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, I really haven't traveled to uh, Cleveland much. Um, I haven't spent much time there, but a great town and very central. So the turnout was was better than expected because easy access, right? So uh, on top of the fact that people are just really happy to be back in uh, physical conferences, right? And those face-to-face relationships and just meeting people they haven't seen in a few years. So good to be back. Good to be back in person. It was definitely a good event. Fantastic. That's great to hear. So Vision, spelled with two E's. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit, a little about uh, what you guys do over there at Vision? Sure. So, uh, you know, to summarize in one sentence, we've developed real-time theft detection software right? And so uh, what does that mean? Uh, Essentially, we've trained algorithms to allow regular cameras to detect when shoplifting is occurring in retail environments, right? Uh, We, uh, so it's just a layer of software that sits above the the NVR uh, that will generate real-time alerts and distribute that to store staff, store management uh, within seconds of shoplifting actually taking place in the store. Very cool. Now, as a law-abiding citizen, I'm going to play the devil's advocate, right? Um, You tell me that, and the first thing I think about is, well, what if your fancy AI camera thinks that I'm stealing something, but I'm really not? It's a valid concern and a valid point, right? Um, This is a tool that we're providing to store management, store ownership, and and companies that, you know, operate retail environments, right? At the end of the day, it's a tool. Uh, the tool is, you know, designed to be used by the staff to to help them in, you know, the process of loss prevention, right? And if they find that there's an incident uh, that resembles shoplifting, it's up to them to, you know, use the tools that they have at their disposal to determine whether or not it's an actual crime, right? Aaron, I have um, a question for you because, you know, sure. I, you know, if you're a, you know, you say it that you know detects somebody shoplifting, like you said. Uh, I'm sure you know most people that you know that work loss prevention know you. You know if it's if this sends you an alert or or if it notifies you, then you can continue to watch on that person. You don't have to actually act directly off the first alert you get. Correct. Absolutely, Chris. I mean, you find you know a lot of customers that we talk to. They're they have staff that's continuously running back to the back room to scan through you know footage. Or they're, you know, walking around the store following a potential suspect, 
Um, this is sort of a, a way to, 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 you know, save that time, right? Use, use software to allow you to, to, to notify you if and when there's trouble. And, and if there is trouble, then at that point, you know, you would, you would do what you normally do. Right. But, you know, other than that, you know, it seems like a lot of the time that's spent doing this is, is wasted time. And, and, you know, and that's why I feel like we're uh, garnering a lot of success here and a lot of traction because this is not only a way to stop shoplifting, but also a way to free up your staff. Right. Um, you know, well, if you think about it, I mean, it's, yeah, it's great because, you know, you're teaching the computer how to catch shoplifting and just sending alerts. So you're basically making the computer a store detective and, 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 you know, your camera system, you know, that you're putting in place, you, you're, you're, you're providing an eyes and ears to send those alerts, which then, you know, of course, humans can act upon and, and look and check on those alerts. Correct. Right. I like the way you put that, Chris. You know, I mean, uh, that we, we, we say that frequently, right? Think of it as, as a set of eyes on each one of your video streams that's constantly watching, right? And if and when it thinks that there's a, there's a trouble, it's going to alert you. Simple as that, right? Um, and, and simple is the key word here. Uh, we didn't, uh, but by design, we, we don't have a dashboard or an application. Everything is done through a third-party messaging application and there's numerous ones out there you know whatsapp telegram google chat microsoft teams or even proprietary systems that some enterprise level companies may have you know they may have their own platforms where um you know they they need an api uh to be able to generate that alert and send it through their own proprietary system so um we purposely designed it to be agnostic agnostic if you will and you know it can be integrated to any system out there that's fantastic very cool. You know, I kind of think of it like this. I mean, now that you give that level of clarity, it's kind of like, you know, say you have a ring doorbell, right? And an event is triggered and you open up the notification on your app and you're like, that guy just steal a package off my porch, right? But then <laughs> you actually go back and you look at the, the feed from the history you say, oh, no, he was actually delivering a package to my porch, right? So, right. you know, just because there's an event triggered doesn't mean this is judge, jury, executioner, right? There's still a set of eyes that go and review this incident on a real video stream and a determination is made, right? So it's really an alerting system. It's not like, oh, this was triggered and you're going to jail, right? So like, yeah, well, you know. I mean, being in loss prevention, you know, I mean, I could tell you, I mean, there's many times, you know, if I got alerted, I wouldn't, you know, for me, I, if I got alerted and I was watching that person, I would watch continuously and watch for more activity. This is just giving me the heads up that something's going on, uh, you know, and then I, I would want to see it myself to determine before I acted. And, and I think that's kind of cool. Um, and also, you know, with the increase of violence and everything we're seeing in stores, too, this is kind of a, uh, you know, a good indicator of, you know, who the bad apples are in your store and who, you know, what's going on within your stores. So it's kind of a good indicator of, you know, people to act upon and people to watch, you know, if you if you have, you know, trouble with certain individuals. That brings a new level of awareness to the store, to the staff, yeah. right, mm. that they didn't have before without without jumping through all sorts of hoops right this is just yeah. it's there it's in the background and it, it it comes to you when there's a problem right yeah yeah no i love it i think it's uh you know it's just one of those things right i mean we 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 have technology to make things easier right we we, we technology and was safer never, 
and safer, right? We never yeah. intended technology to make things more difficult or more challenging. Um, we always want to, you know, make things easier. That's why it exists. That's why there's updates, right? It's always to make things better and to make things easier. So it's really hard to get around something or refuse to accept something that makes things better, right? It's hard to argue with the word better, right? Nobody ever said, I don't want better, right? So it's like, (laughs) you know, and that's really what software and good technology does is it makes things better. It makes things easier. And in this scenario, it even makes things safer. It's a big deal. Yeah. And, 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 uh, Heron, if I could ask you too, I mean, what's great about this is too, with computer learning, you know, AI and that kind of stuff, the computer's only going to get a better at its craft as it goes on. Correct. Absolutely. We're leveraging a database that, you know, encompasses over close to 2000 stores around the world. So every time a theft occurs, and it doesn't have to be a theft, it could be a false alert. But every time one of our systems somewhere around the globe is learning, all of our systems around the globe are learning, right? Because it's leveraging that one database. And that database is becoming infinitely larger and larger. And what does that do? It makes the AI smarter, right? More data leads to better results. And and that's why our system significantly improves over time. So when you're physical set of human eyeballs review that incident and it is a false alert it's tagged and dispositioned dispositioned as such and that machine learning algorithm takes that into account as well absolutely absolutely right we we we, uh we implore our users to to interact with the system and and always tag every alert to let the system know, right? And so we can use that data to continuously improve it, right? If it's a if it's a false alert, that means, you know, the AI was wrong. So you tell the AI it was wrong and it'll use that data the next time it decides that it needs to generate an alert to make sure that it's it's generating a good alert, right? So Yeah, that's awesome. Great. It's, so it's to, it's totally learning from its its history and and it's only going to get better right. and better at its craft as it continues to right. to go forward. That's fantastic. Yeah. Gotta love it. Machine learning, right? The more information yeah. yes. we throw at it, self-learning algorithms, as they call them. Yeah, I love it. Um, so you mentioned two thousand uh, locations throughout the world. Give us a little Approaching history on the company, right? How long you guys been around? How long you been doing this specifically? Sure. So we were co-founded in twenty eighteen uh, in Paris, France, and um, this was the first product that we developed was was shoplifting detection software and. You know, we started with some small independent stores in the Paris area, mainly convenience stores and liquor stores, pharmacies, uh, you know, sh- shops like that. Um, you know, after about 50 or so locations, we partnered with uh, with a reseller that has a, a pretty wide reach in the European region. And that allowed us to really quickly scale up our, our, our user base. Um, as the user base grew, obviously, the, the product got better because we, we had live deployments where we were collecting all this, all this information. Um, and then, you know, fast forward to 2022, uh, we raised a considerable round of uh, financing back in December of last year, and we've scaled our operations to almost 20 different markets around the world, uh, including the U.S., where we have still have yet to make an official launch. However, we're here and we're, we're, uh, we're, we're selling to some large organizations um, and we're, yes, we're approaching close to 2,000 locations. And thus far, this is the only solution that uh, we've developed. You know, it seem it may seem very niche 
And it did seem, you know, seem very niche early on. But what we found is that, you know, um, every retailer can benefit from these sort of services. Right. Well, it sounds uh, like it's working, obviously. I mean, if you're going country to country and it seems like it's growing and it, and it can, you know, again, the, the computer continues to learn and it's learning new ways of people are conducting this behavior. You know, it picks yeah. behaviors and patterns and all that kind of stuff. So it only gets better as it goes on. So, uh, right. Well, shoplifting yeah. is the same from, from, yeah. you know, territory to territory. It doesn't change. You know, it's like a, it's almost like a universal language. And so, yes, we're having success in every market we enter into. And, you know, some markets have more activity than others. Um, but, you know, one, there's one consistent theme is that, you know, shoplifting is at its worst it's ever been, you know, and it's, um, so we're we're uh, we feel like our timing is good, and we're we're really excited to see how we can impact loss prevention across the board. It's great. No, you you've, you've nailed it. It's it's worse than it's ever been, and it's going to continue to get worse unless something is done, right? Right. And the something encompasses somethings. That's plural, right? <laughs> there are sure. there are several things on several levels. And in fact, Chris and I took a deep dive into it in our last episode, episode six, right? Yeah. We really talked about the the mental health and the addiction and ORC and how that's fueled between ORC rings and drug dealers and street level users and how everything is really inextricably linked. And the web is complex, right? Um, right. Well, also, uh, you know, the way other thing, too, is look at it is when people don't purchase items, you're also losing tax revenue. And that tax revenue is money for mental health and addiction programs. So it's a vicious circle. I go back to that all the time. It continues around and around and around we go until we get off the merry-go-round and we figure out the solution. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully... Vision can be part you know, of that solution. I think we can all agree that a big part of that solution is going to be technology, right? And one one bright spot at the end of that tunnel is that attending NRF Protect this last week um, really showed me that the industry is really trying to embrace the technology now, right? Um, you know, I mean, cybersecurity was a huge, huge topic of this past conference, right? Um, which really didn't play well for us being that we're, we're, we have a solution that tackles a problem in, in, in physical retail, right? Uh, irrespective of that, right. The, the focus was cybersecurity, but the, uh, eventually the your, theme, your solution will get to the cyber end of it. Eventually it it, will, it's just yeah, a matter no, of right. time. Like, I mean, like it, AI is uh, considered, you know, a part of cybersecurity. So I wouldn't doubt it was numerous it's all intertwined. in yeah. the cybersecurity space that we're exhibiting. Um, but, yeah. the, but the point I was making is that the overall, underlying theme for everybody here was that we need to utilize technology, uh, you know, as best as we can really to tackle this problem. And I think that's, what's going to be the basis of tackling this problem, right. Uh, is, is utilizing that technology. So it's nice to see that in an industry that's so used to the legacy systems and doing things, you know, the old school way is now finally embracing it and, and realizing that, Hey, we have to. And I think part of it was the pandemic really helped push that forward. Right. Yeah. The pandemic, accelerated technology and the adoption of technology. It also pushed like everybody years. online. <laughs> we was, talked about that It was too, probably yeah. like a 10-year acceleration yeah. that we did in a matter of like two or three years. Right? Yeah. yeah. And that, that's strictly attributed to the pandemic. So, um, you know, yeah, it's exciting. I think, I think we all agree that retail as a whole, at least in the U.S., is not going to be going back to the manual way of tackling this problem, pun intended, right? So like, you know, the manual way 
I believe, and I think we all agree, is a thing of the past, right? Um, well, it, to me, it's it's we've dealt with well, the physical well, world, and now we're going into the virtual world. So, you know, right. the physical world and the virtual world are colliding, and we need to put barriers and guidelines and... Yeah, and, in any industry and that you look at you know? that's that's gone digital or that's embraced technology, they're not going back. No one's ever going to go back to the manual way, right? And if they run into issues as they migrate into this digital world, they're going to find they're going to have to pivot or they're going to have to just work through it, right? By either spending more money or or taking losses or whatever it may be. Um, once you enter that world of technology, there's you're not going back. You're not going back. If you look at every vertical that's been disrupted, um, you know. From from you know hailing taxis to the airlines and and you know mobile check in and you know there was a day in time where you know everybody had their paper ticket right and and it's like now if there's one or two people on the flight that have the paper ticket everyone's looking at them like hey you're holding up the line right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, sounds that's like that's my really dad cool yeah. yeah well <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly, my mom. Right? <laughs> you can't blame those people everyone adopts technology yeah. at a different rate and absorbs technology at a different rate. The good news is that we're headed down that path, right? And and so, um, you know, it's just a matter of time. Yeah, I mean, I just think the days of tackling the bad actor uh, are gone, right? I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't think we're going to be tackling the bad actor on the way out the door no anymore. Way. You know, we're, no we're we're really going to have to leverage this tech to build mm-hmm. cases. In collaboration with law That's enforcement right. and partnerships. Right. That's just about being smarter. That's it, yeah. right? I mean, Working the process smarter. is you build the case, you send it to the detective, the detective thinks everything's there, he refers it to the prosecutor, right? So that is still the process, whether we did things manually five years ago or whether we're doing things more digitally as time goes on, the process for prosecution hasn't changed, but how we right. get to that prosecution must change. Agreed. Right. Agreed. And that's that's really kind of the nuts and bolts of it. Um, but I got to say, uh, Hiron, it's been absolutely a pleasure uh, Likewise, having you on the program. Friend. I know you just Thank got you. back from Cleveland, so you're still getting settled in. So we certainly appreciate you carving out the time to come on to the podcast. But this is another episode of the LP Solutions Podcast. I'm your co-host, Don Carr. And I'm your co-host, Chris McGurdy with Naoka Worldwide. Thank you for listening to the LP Solutions Podcast. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, please submit a request on realtimemedia.group. That's R-E-E-L, timemedia.group. You can download the LP Solutions Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts. This is a Real Time Media Group production.